Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode six of Life Off the Leash. My name is Alicia, and today I am chatting to you guys all about the importance of routines and waking up early. I provide tips and even some subscripts from my favorite books that I have been reading lately that's really helped me curate this habit. So today, grab a coffee, a notepad, and let's get started. Good morning to everyone listening. If it's not the morning, then good afternoon, good evening. But for me, it is currently in the early hours of the morning. The sun is just rising. Um, it's about 5.40 in the morning. And I figured this would be a great time to record a podcast, which is all about routines and rituals and waking up early. So I thought this would be very fitting. You may even hear some lovely birds chirping outside to add to the ambiance of everything. Um, but I do have to say, I'm sorry if I have morning voice. A little bit, you know, you know that voice you get in the morning when you wake up. Sometimes I just feel like you have to do that whole stepbrothers moment when they're in the car and they're just singing, ha 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 ha. She's got ah. no, but that's how I usually try to wake up my voice. Um, my neighbors probably, if they don't already, think that I'm crazy. Um, but anyways, before I dive into my routine and why it's important to have a morning routine and the importance of pretty much having a routine in general, I'm also going to just be diving into my segment I'll drink to that so on I'll drink to that we talk about things that we're grateful for things that are awesome in the world or just something good that happened this week and of course you have to have a drink when you're playing I'll drink to that so this morning I have a lovely vodka orange juice nothing really starts my day more I'm just kidding guys <laughs> I have coffee of course I have coffee you know lately I've been trying a lot of Canadian coffee still <laughs> um meaning that Australians and their coffee oh my goodness they love their coffee here and in Canada <laughs> you know we just grew up drinking watered down coffee beans that are probably not coffee and in Australia I have been opened to a new world however I still go back to my roots I still have a Canadian coffee maker here so every morning I still make that but I've been trying to have more tea lately you know settles the tummy a little bit better but that's what we're drinking today we're just drinking some plain coffee that I ordered on Amazon because you can't really get much stuff at the local grocery store here. So, like I said, we chat about all good news that's either happening now, going on in the world, or in my life, and I would love if you guys shared anything that's going on in your guys' life, some positive news. I love positive news. And you guys can honestly find me on Instagram at Life Off The Leash. And I, if you just send me some good news, I'll say it on my episodes. Um, so today I figured that since not too much has happened in Jamie and I's lives the last week or so, we've 
pretty much been laying a little low, I thought that I would say a few good news things that I found um, yesterday when I was planning this and they are the adorable one of them is adorable but they're both awesome stories that revolve around the positives that we get and grasp out of uh, this coronavirus pandemic one of them being I'll save the the really cute one for later but an awesome one being in Hong Kong and in many other areas of the world we've been kind of hearing these stories about how we've been seeing nature um and animals and habitats go back and grow back to what they used to be um, before pretty much humans destroyed them, which is a blunt way of putting it. But, you know, we've seen um, so many marine life go back into their habitats in the ocean. And we've seen so many birds that come back into live in their trees. And they're, I think in like Sydney, they were saying how the amount of birds in the metropolitan area like the, especially downtown area is at like an all-time high because you know all those loud noises that were on the trains and the buses um uh, that haven't been going as much um, actually allowed for all this lovely wildlife to return and this one's an awesome one this one's in hong kong hong kong a chinese white dolphin or the indo-pacific humpback dolphin um, has been actually seen in the normally really dense waterways around hong kong so hong kong is kind of like Sydney as well, where um, there's city, 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 but then there's water that goes through the city and harbors. And so many dolphins have been um, returning back. And as you know, Hong Kong is a really polluted city, but also just really tech heavy as well and has so many new buildings and it's always go, go, go. So there's so many ferries and everything in the water. Um, But the lack of pretty much ferry traffic um, resulting from the coronavirus has allowed the animals to make pretty much a dramatic reappearance in the Pearl River. And it connects the um, two parts of Hong Kong that's really busy and yeah so sightings I think they said have increased by like 40% since coronavirus started which is amazing around 2,000 dolphins have re-entered the waters and especially with the Chinese white dolphin it's actually pink um, and it's a very rare dolphin and it's actually given a marine biologist more opportunity to study this rare dolphin that seems to just be coming back into the harbors of Hong Kong so that's awesome it's just another another example of what life truly is it's not about these crazy machines that humans make to make life more efficient it's not about everything that is human made it's about what has been here before we we arrived on this planet and it is it's allowing these dolphins to finally reclaim their homes and i really 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 hope that we do continue this trend and we do make a difference okay that was a lovely one and My next story is so cute and I actually got it from Canada. So a lot of my Canadian listeners may already know this story because it was on CBC, which is like one of our major news outlets. And it was a three-year-old boy, he's a toddler, he just turned three. And during the coronavirus, uh, when he was stuck inside with his family, the biggest highlight for him was Friday mornings because Friday mornings was trash collection day. So the garbage truck would go outside and he would look from his window and be so excited. 
And then as each Friday kind of came along, he would start going in the driveway and watching them with his mom and dad. And it got to a point over the last, I think, five months where he just turned three this past weekend. And the family actually organized uh, the garbage truck company to do a garbage truck parade outside of his house. And they so they got four big garbage trucks to drive by his house and honk and wave at him. And he was so happy. The smile on his face. Oh my gosh, I was almost crying because it was so cute. He was so excited and he knows the names of the garbage truck drivers. And he has toy garbage trucks as well with little like kind of Lego figurines in them. And he named them after the garbage truck drivers that he knows. So on his birthday, uh, he got all the garbage truck drivers to come out, park there. They gave him a vest that the garbage truck drivers wear. So it's a big lime green vest. And he said he's part of the the wolf pack now because his name is Wolfgang, I think. And anyway, it was just so cute because he was just with his like superheroes, which were garbage truck drivers. And it also was lovely to see the garbage truck driver. Uh, He was just saying how good it makes them feel because, you know, everyone's job makes a difference in this world. And he was just saying, I love making a difference in this three-year-old's world. Oh, God getting teary that was like so cute so if you guys want to actually watch that video it is on youtube i think you just uh, type in like toddler uh, garbage truck birthday um and it'll pop up it's from cbc so it was so cute so guys i'm drinking to that today because we all need some good news in this life all right guys so i may as well just dive right into the episode And we're going to be talking all about structure, routine, and rituals and why it's so important to incorporate this in your life. Okay, guys, let's get down to it. I asked on my Instagram poll, I just asked kind of a general ask of what you guys do for jobs. If you guys work nine to five or, you know, nine to five basically just means that eight hour workday, 40 hours a week. Um, If you guys work different kind of shifts or if you guys are in school, for example. Um, But basically, majority of you said that if you either didn't work nine to five, you still like routine in your life and routine uh, present. And I still believe that's really good to still do routine if you don't have a nine to five job. Um, it just keeps pretty much your life in order, which is what I'm going to be diving into. So a lot of you guys have told me a little bit about your professions and I've had some teachers come through. I had people who work in marketing and uh, social media side of things. I also had a few nurses come by and nurses have different schedules. Um, I had payroll managers come on in and um, different supervisors. And I just had even like waitresses, um, like servers, yeah, and administration. With all these kind of jobs and we all usually work some structured hours. So this episode will be as if you do work nine to five, but however, you can take everything that I'm saying and apply it to your life and to your schedule. Um, This is just what... I think is important to do before you head off to pretty much a busy day. So I'm going to start with a book that I've been reading 
that over the past five years, I finished it, but I keep rereading it. It's one of my favorite books ever, and it's called The Happiness Equation by Neil Pasricha. And it is the book that has really changed my perspective on work and work life and what really is important. The Happiness Equation basically talks about pretty much seven rules to happiness and and at the end of the book you you kind of realize a bigger picture but I'm not going to spoil it but it's one of those books that you he says in it I want you to pick up this book when you're waiting for the train or I want you to pick up this book while you're brushing your teeth in the morning and just read one chapter because a chapter is like one or two pages and it just gives you a greater insight on things that a lot of people get trapped in and I'll talk a little bit about working nine to five. I've always pretty much worked nine to five after I graduated my uh, university degree. So in Canada, in Kelowna, my hometown, I worked nine to five. Um, I moved to Calgary and I worked nine to five. And um, now again, I'm working nine to five. And it has to probably be with my profession, as I usually do work in health clinics. Um, so I, I don't mind it. However, after five years, only five years of working it, you know, guys, people do this for their whole life. And I understand that it's now changing. And there is a statistic, and I can't quote it exactly, but it's basically an average of five years we do a career change or some sort of change in our lives um, that's been different from parents uh, generation where you know they were taught to work at something and work it there for 60 years and then retire and then you can live happy however now it's changing it's like you know what every five years it's okay to change what you want to do it's okay to do these things because in my eyes you only live one life and if you want to learn different things and if you want to to change your career then do it I'm may even be into a career change soon anyway because I've been just thinking about nine to five life and how fast it goes. It, it literally goes so fast when you're working nine to five because every day is the same and every all of a sudden it's the weekend again and then all of a sudden it's fall and then all of a sudden it's Christmas and then all of a sudden it's July long weekend and you know life goes by so fast because of this life and we're just kind of waking up and going to work and doing this and that and that's completely fine but what I find is so many people don't actually truly live their life outside of work and a lot of people let work define who they are they will let work define how successful they are they let work literally become who they are as a person and it's important to understand that you aren't alive to work your whole life I understand you need to work to make money and that's why we fall into this full-time work and everything but you need to understand that the life you live outside of work is more precious than the time you put into work and with this um, episode I'm going to be talking about how to have routine to allow yourself to live the lifestyle that you want um, so you're not scrambling around when you get home from work and you're not always constantly forgetting things 
And yeah, so with this book, The Happiness Equation, um, it does talk so many things about work and how to help yourself outside of work to live the life that you want. And I, I really like this analogy he used, and it's that what do we have in common with Bill Gates, LeBron James, and Justin Bieber? I just made those three up. But everyone has one thing in common with these three people. Everyone in the entire world. And it's that we all have 168 hours in our week. That is from Monday morning to Sunday night. Everyone has the same amount of hours and it's just what we do within those hours. So if you're like me, you work 40 hours a week, pretty much 45 lately, um, but you work 40 hours a week, nine to five. I have 168 hours. And if you split 168 hours into three different buckets, he talks about the first bucket will have 56 hours, the second bucket will have 56 hours, and the third bucket will have 56 hours. Now, if you generally break it down, 56 hours is usually spent sleeping within a week, um, give or take. The middle one, 56 hours, is usually spent with work. Now, 40 hours may be devoted to work at your workplace, but the extra 16-ish hours would be about you coming home, thinking about work, planning what to do for work, etc. But that 56 hours would go kind of in the same bucket. So there's a last bucket that's still left with 56 hours. So you've already taken out sleeping, you've already taken out work, everyone still has 56 hours of their week. And it's up to you what you want to fill with those hours and fill with that time. And this is why I like routine so much. And this is specifically why I like morning routine so much because it allows this 56 hours to be spent more efficiently and with more quality rather than using these 56 hours to try to organize your life. Getting home from work, not having dinner prepared, getting home from work and not being healthy and not planning things and resorting to ordering pizza in. These 56 hours are so important to you and that's why I'm going to be talking about the importance of routine and waking up early. So first of all, let's just talk about why routines are important. And it's, it's kind of easy to think about, well, routine provides you structure, provides you organization, but when you really think of it, it does save you hours on end being organized and it allows you to go for that after work drinks with your friends without being stressed out because you know that you didn't put your laundry on this morning and that you have to go home and you have to study because you didn't look at anything because you slept in and then went straight to work but routines they do just that they provide organization it allows you not to forget things it allows you to set goals and most importantly you have a sense of accomplishment in the mornings and by waking up early, just even a little bit earlier than what you usually do, and creating a plan, it makes things so much easier throughout the rest of your day. Not only do routines provide structure and organization, but it also makes you a healthier person in general. And believe me, I want to say a big public service announcement right now. If you would tell me five years ago that I am saying this today, I would say, there is no way in hell this unorganized mess of a person is telling people how to be more organized because I have flipped 
a complete 180 from what I used to be like. I used to wake up, I used to sleep in, especially in university, sleep, it's like pretty much everyone, but I used to sleep in right until the last possible minute. And then I would get up, I would be on my phone all morning, throw my hair up really quickly, do a really crap job at doing my makeup, not have my outfit picked out, throwing that on, and then going in my messy car to school, having coffee spill on me, then forgetting my workbooks at home or my school books at home. And I would constantly feel like I'm in a rush. If you ask my mom, there were so many times when I used to live at home that I would leave, get in my car, and she would count to 10 and she would hear me running back in because I forgot something. And ever since I started incorporating routine and rituals in my life throughout the past five years, it has helped me so much and I feel like a much calmer person now. And it also makes me a much healthier person. I would come home from work and I didn't have dinner ready. The dishes would still be in the sink and I would just resort to ordering takeaway because I couldn't be bothered because I had no groceries in my fridge. Routines provide structure, organization, you become healthier, and again, you just aren't rushed. It creates rhythm with your day, and so you can be relaxed at nighttime, or you can be relaxed knowing what is going on with your week and your day. So, Let's start with how do I even get there, okay? I know I have to do a routine. I know that it has to be usually in the morning if you work nine to five. So the big question is, I can't wake up early. How do I wake up early? Alicia, tell me. How are you up at 5.30 in the morning, four o'clock in the morning? I struggled with this one because I've always been a morning person but I haven't been a productive morning person. Meaning, I would wake up early, but I would lay in bed on my phone, I would lay in bed um, and watching YouTube videos. I would just kinda lay there, I'd wake up early, but I wasn't too productive. And then I would fall into the same routine with, oh crap, well I only have about 15 minutes to get ready, and then I'd forget my lunch at home, and then I'd have to go and buy my lunch at work. But the main thing that you have to start with with waking up early is that you have to start slow and take baby steps. (laughs) So say right now you you wake up at nine every day and or 8.30 or eight and you're like, oh, I still feel like I'm rushing. I have a little bit of time, but there's still more things that I want to do in the mornings. The first thing you should do is just take baby steps. 30 minutes beforehand, set your alarm to what you usually wake up to. Now people are like the feeling that I can't get up in the morning. I'm just so tired. Then the solution to that is very simply just go to bed earlier. And I know that is easier said than done, Um, especially because if people wake up later, it means that they're more night owls. What I find is I used to be like that. And now I don't want to scare anyone, but I'm usually in bed by eight o'clock. And then I'll read for about 15, 20 minutes and I'm so tired and I'm asleep by 8.30. I'm asleep by 8.30 because I wake up at 4.30. (laughs) So I still get my full eight hours of sleep. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm actually not tired, that tired. Yeah, it sucks because it's still dark outside and my alarm goes off, but I still got my adequate eight hours of sleep as opposed to my early 20 days when I would go to sleep at you know, midnight, 1230, and then have to be up at six to go to work. I would feel tired and crappy then, but I have to say, 
if you do have struggle getting to sleep a little bit earlier, um, what I suggest is reading a book like, oh my gosh, seriously, especially a book that you're interested in. I'm reading a book right now um, and it's called The End of All of Our Exploring and it's awesome. It's a travel memoir, but she uses some crazy words and it's interesting, but after a page and a half, I am so tired. So you can read before bed or I find exercising before bed also really helps. So if you go for a run before bed, if you do some yoga before bed, yoga I find is really lovely before bed, especially if you just get in the, if you guys can hear that bird, it's a magpie and they sound really funny here. Um, but just doing some yoga, light a candle, get yourself in the cozy mood that you want to go to sleep in and some form of exercise will help you sleep better for night. Um, what I find as well is how to wake up early, kind of the third tip would be um, to plan your morning the night beforehand. So if it wasn't for my coffee, the smell of coffee waking me up in the morning, it would be just a little bit harder to wake up in the morning. And I just say, honestly, the night beforehand, take five minutes before you crawl into bed and then do a checklist. Lay out your work clothes for the next day. Have Put them to the side so you know what you're wearing the next day. You can lay out your gym clothes and that's really good motivation that I'll get into um, to wake up. But you can lay out your gym clothes. Make sure that your lunch is packed and ready in the fridge. And um, you can even think about what you're going to eat for breakfast so you know that you don't uh, miss breakfast. But as long as you lay out your work clothes and you have your lunch in the fridge brush your teeth, wash your face. It is the best feeling going to bed, feeling organized and feeling that, okay, I can wake up early and get things done that I want to get done in the mornings. Um, The fourth kind of tip for waking up early that I find is that you really need a motivator to wake you up in the morning. It is really hard, especially in Canadian winter and I know my friend's and family and anyone listening in Canada to this, you guys are going into autumn and winter soon and nothing, believe me, I know, I did this, I did this for years, nothing is worse than waking up really early in the morning when it's dark and cold outside. I had to work at a gym in Kelowna um, for a very long time and my shifts were 5.30 to 1.30 and 5.30 a.m. (laughs) and I had to wake up super early in the winter and I had to put on eight layers of coats to go outside Um, and this is when I wasn't doing my routine and it was the worst. I was so unprepared. However, what I find is if you have a motivator to wake up early, that will really get you out of bed. So some examples are coffee, like I was just saying. Set your, I have like an old school coffee machine like a drip coffee machine I know a lot of people at least in North America have the the Keurigs they don't have Keurigs in Australia but the Keurigs the pods that you press down which is instant coffee have one of those already popped ready to go in your Keurig so all you have to do is press start and it starts making your coffee or preset your coffee machine or just know that you have a delicious tea or something waiting for you if you don't drink coffee that's a that's a big thing for me. I need something warm in the mornings and I need something that just peps me right up. Another thing, 
kind of a motivator to get out of bed, like I was saying earlier, was to think about breakfast. And if you have a delicious breakfast waiting for you, that usually gets me out of bed. So if I grab like a really good granola that I haven't had and like really good yogurt or some oatmeal, I typically get out of bed a little bit faster when I know that I'm going to have a warm cup of coffee and a nice warm breakfast. Um, Another little thing, if you guys, um, you know, plan to exercise in the morning, which what I'll go into next is how to plan a morning routine. Um, So say exercise is part of your guys's morning routine, then make a Spotify playlist that you can't wait to just put on in the morning and head to the gym. If you feel like some hardcore rap hip-hop music in the morning to get you pumped up for the gym or to get you pumped up for your run. Honestly, after a few sips of your coffee, put that playlist on and you will be good to go. If you want to listen to some metal music, put that on. If you want to listen to freaking Lizzo jam out, I do my hair down. If you want to listen to that, put that on. Anything to get you pepped up in the morning. Spotify is my jam. Um, And another thing, a big motivator is knowing that you're going to be doing something exciting in the morning before for your morning routine. Uh, So example like meditating, journaling, painting, yoga, exercise, prepping dinner, anything. As long as you have a plan, get yourself out of bed. And number five to waking up early is to make it a routine Monday to Friday. Even if there's some days where you don't work nine to five, you don't work that certain schedule. I challenge you to wake up early even that day. If you just wake up early a few days a week, it doesn't really stick for that long because you have those sleeping days and your body doesn't start to realize that it's a normal thing and a continuous thing. So what I have to say is, You have to do it at least Monday to Friday and one day on the weekend. So six days a week, I want you to be waking up at this time or even just a little bit earlier than your weekend wake up. So now that I've chatted to you guys about working nine to five, having these 56 hours of free time outside sleep and work, telling you guys the importance of having a routine and a ritual, and then telling you guys how to some tips on how to wake up early. I'm now going to be talking about routines and what some examples are that you can do in the morning and how much you can really get done in the morning. Okay, so it is now six o'clock in the morning and you're thinking, Alicia, now what? Okay, you got me up, I got my coffee, I got my delicious breakfast, I know what I'm wearing today, now what? This is the time when you need to write down what you want to get done and what you need to get done. This is the time in the morning when you get things done so the rest of your day and the rest of your life is easier. So for example, you can use this time however you want. What I say is, I break up my mornings into what I need to get done and then what I want to get done. So what I need to get done are honestly the general things. I need to wake up. I need to brush my teeth. I need to make breakfast. I need to pack my work bag and I need to make sure that I have pretty much everything sorted for my day. I need to pack my lunch, etc. And this is what I would get done on a bare minimum before leaving the door and forgetting a thousand things inside. (laughs) 
Now, the beauty of having a morning routine when you wake up early is that you can actually do things that you want to do now in this time. You can do things that you don't have time for after work because A, you're too tired or B, you can't do much because you have plans and you come home and still nothing is done. So some things that I like to do, especially in the mornings, are to do some form of exercise. Of course, it is hard to exercise in the morning for a lot of people, but it can start slow. And honestly, I start with meditating or doing yoga or just some normal stretching when I wake up. And that's how I start. You know, the night beforehand, I have an idea of what I want to do exercise wise. The night beforehand, I don't just say, I want to exercise tomorrow morning. I say to myself, okay, tomorrow morning, I'm going to be running and I'm going to leave at 6.15 in the morning. So that means that I'll have my coffee, my breakfast, I'll do my stretching, and by 6.15, I'll leave for a run. And that's better than just saying to yourself, I'm going to exercise in the morning. Because the morning comes around and you're like, well, I don't really know what to do for exercise. I'm kind of tired. If it's planned and it's written down the night beforehand, you are way more likely to actually get some exercise in in the morning. So that is something that, you know, people can do in the mornings. That That's another want for me is that I do want to do some form of exercise and I make sure it's something and I'm and I also make sure that it's something mindful as well. So sometimes if I'm really not feeling a run, especially Monday mornings for me, I personally just like going for a long walk and I just have some really good tunes in my ears. And that's that's what gets me out of bed. I know I'm like I'm getting up, I have my coffee and I'm going to go for a long lovely walk. Um, to the beach or wherever you live. If you live near mountains, just go for a walk up the mountain. As long as it's light outside. I usually wait till it's light outside. However, if you guys are in a safe neighborhood and I know in Canada, it's getting darker in the morning. Um, just go for a little walk around your, your block. If you have a dog, you can walk your dog. Um, but just something that clears your mind in the morning. And that was another, that was a want for me. Another want that I wanted to do in the mornings was to organize my day and to make sure I kind of knew what was coming. Um, meaning that I, I have a bullet journal and I think I've talked about this beforehand and what I do in my bullet journal, and it can be any kind of journal, you guys can just be a piece of paper. I do something called a brain dump exercise. And I got this idea from my book Slow by Brooke McClary. And a brain dump is basically something that you do on a piece of paper and you write down everything that's in your mind on paper. You write down any kind of worries you're thinking about, anything you have to do. If you're renovating, just say, oh, well, I have to buy, you know, I really want to get this sink. Then write down that. If you have something due at work and it's always on your mind and you just, just put it down on paper because it's going to be out of your mind on paper. Another thing, if you if you forgot to reply to your, like someone's email and it's kind of been at the back of your mind and you keep remembering it and you get stressed every time you think about it, write that down. Do a brain dumping exercise where you just get everything, every kind of worry, every thought in your head that you have to do out on paper. It's amazing how much lighter you can feel in the mornings and you can do this when you're eating breakfast. You can do this when you wake up if you want to journal before you get out of bed. But that is really what helps me. And that's another want for me. I want to feel more organized. I want to feel lighter when I start my work day. 
because I don't know about you guys, but my work can be very stressful and high pressure. You know, you don't need all these other things. Or Alicia, you forgot to take your laundry off the line last night because you're watching too many episodes on Netflix. Okay. So bottom line is for that, to decide what you want to do in your morning routine is to split it up between needs and wants. What do you need to do? What do you want to do? Do you know that you're going for after work drinks with your coworkers? Or do you know that you're going to this event after work? Do you know that you have things to do? Then take that time in the morning when you're eating breakfast after exercising or whatever you want to do in the morning. Take that time to get things done so you're able to enjoy the time outside your work hours with more quality and more quantity. You get to spend more time. You don't have to leave early because you forgot to do this or etc. in the morning. I personally also like to clean in the mornings. So when I get home from work, I'm not as stressed. And, you know, if I, like I said, if I put on some good music and the sun's coming through and I'm just doing my dishes and cleaning up and prepping dinner for the night, I can actually relax, sit back and know in my head what I need to get done for tomorrow. So that is some tips. I hope that kind of helped and help some people what to do, how to wake up early. I'm just going to be going over my personal morning routine um, if anyone wants to know and basically what I do in the morning and what you guys can kind of possibly take inspiration from. Um, So with me, the thing is Jamie works really early mornings and a lot of people say, well, it must be so easy because you have someone that wakes up with you and you have to wake up. No. It doesn't even matter. Like when I wake up in the morning, it doesn't matter that Jamie's also up. It's not motivation for me to get up in the morning. It really is willpower within myself to get up. Um, When he first started this job, I used to just sleep in longer um, because he would wake up at, you know, quarter after four in the morning and I would sleep in till about six. Um, But the thing is, when I leave work, I leave for work around 7.50 in the morning and it, and I found that even that hour and a bit time didn't give me enough time to truly relax and enjoy my mornings. So lo and behold, I started waking up earlier and earlier. And I even did the 30 minute thing that I suggested people do. Just set it for 30 minutes. So Jamie would wake up and I'd sleep for 30 more minutes. And now I'm to the point where we both wake up at 4.15 in the morning. But um, I go to sleep at around quarter after 8 p.m. So it is eight full hours for me and I feel fun in the morning. I feel really good. So what I do is I usually wake up now around 4.15 in the morning and I lay in bed a little bit and I try not to look at my phone. That's a big thing that I've been working on and that I'll be doing another episode on. But in the mornings, I do not look at my phone. And now I'm currently waiting for a something called a sunrise alarm clock. And this is also a tip for some people. I found these things and they look amazing and I ordered one and I'm just waiting for it to come in. But it's by, oh, there's different brands. There's one by Philips, which is kind of expensive, but it's basically an alarm clock that it's like a circle, like a big circle and it produces a natural light. So it starts off with like dark orange and then light orange and then yellow and then eventually goes up to warm white, which is what the sun would be, which is 
right before your alarm goes off. So you more wake up naturally. And if you don't wake up from the light, the alarm does go off and the alarm is just, you know, some lovely sounds. And I want to stop bringing my phone in the bedroom. Um, But anyway, so I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is I have a big glass of water before my coffee because... I've been noticing if I've been drinking coffee before I drink like a big glass of cold water in the morning, I feel so much better after my first cup of coffee and it does wake me up a little bit. Another thing that I do is I wash my face right when I wake up, pretty much. When I wash my face in the morning, I feel so much more awake and I have this really good stuff from the body shop and it's called, uh, it's like their tea tree line. So I have this lovely tea tree cleanser and it really makes me feel really fresh. So I have do that and then I put some moisturizer on, grab my coffee and I usually climb back in bed about 4.30, 4.40 by the time that I wake up and climb back in bed. Jamie's usually eating breakfast and having coffee as well. But I start to read. So I usually read. My nighttime book has been more of the traveling book that I'm reading. But in the morning, I usually read a little section from The Happiness Equation or from my other books that I was mentioning, like Slow. Um, And I usually read that for a little bit. Um, And I just enjoy and sip my coffee. And that is what I really wanted out of my morning routine as well. It's just to really sit and enjoy my coffee. Uh, rather than feeling rushed and leaving my coffee half full. Um, Another thing um, right after that is I usually get out of bed, put my books aside, and I will go into the living room and put up my yoga mat. Um, Lately, it's been pretty light outside, but I usually would light a candle if if it's dark out. But with my yoga mat, um, I usually start with just just some general stretches because I don't know about you guys, but working nine to five, I do work at a desk a lot of my days and uh, my posture has been very bad and I come home feeling so achy. So it's really nice in the morning getting out of bed and just stretching and going through a series of stretches. Um, If I am doing yoga that morning, um, and I'm not going doing going for a walk or doing any runs. I usually will do a full 45 minute yoga session um, just to get some exercise in as well as with some stretching. Um, but if I were if I was going for a run or a walk just to clear my mind, I would just generally do some light stretching. Um, so around right now it's a, around 6 a.m. It's like fully light outside. So around six o'clock. I'll put my uh, runners on, I'll put some leggings on and I find that when I have, when I put on proper like workout stuff in the morning, like right when I wake up, like when I'm stretching and doing yoga, I never usually do yoga in my pajamas I used to, but I found that I was way more effective if I actually had workout clothes on. So I'll put some workout clothes on at six and um, like I said, I'll either go for a run or a walk um, and sometimes I just sit and I just listen to music and then I come home and I just go to like a really nice viewpoint by the ocean. But, um, I would say half the week I, I go for good runs. And so around seven o'clock, so I'm usually out for about 45 minutes to an hour. I'll come home. Uh, I'll make like a good breakfast. Like I said, the night beforehand, I'll be thinking about what I want to have for breakfast. I sit down and I journal. So I make sure that I'm not on my phone in the morning much. Um, I journal. I basically 
you know, add some things to my bullet journal. I'll write down, like I said, that brain dumping exercise. What do I need to get done? What is on my mind? Get everything down on paper. And after my breakfast, I'll put my dishes in the sink. And then around quarter after seven, I'll shower and get ready. Um, it's a little bit easier because I already know what I'm wearing because the night beforehand, I plan that out. And um, yeah, I get ready pack my lunch and around 7:40 make sure I have everything together so I get my shoes on I get my headphones my Spotify playlist on I'll pack my lunch my snacks a book and so by 7:50 I am fully ready I'm walking to the train I'm feeling fresh for the day and I'm not feeling rushed or flustered so I know I wake up very early and I want to say that I used to be like sleeping in all the time and being a rush person but honestly what I find is when I come home I'm so much more relaxed I'm not in a grumpy mood I don't take it out on anyone I know my life I'm very organized and on top of it and there's a really good quote I forget who it's by but it basically says if you do what you've always done you'll get what you've always gotten so applying that to routine and life-wise, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. So if you're sick of feeling rushed and flustered and you want to get things done and you want to start your day feeling good, then you need to start changing some, some habits, okay? You need to start going to bed a little bit earlier so you can wake up a little bit earlier and get some things done before you go to work. So around 7.50, like I said, I walk to the train, I get on the train, I open my book, I read for a little bit more, and I walk to work, and when I sit down at my desk at work, I am feeling great, I'm feeling positive, I doesn't rub off on my coworkers that I'm negative or anything or rushed, I'm feeling on top of it, and I'm ready to tackle my work tasks at hand, and there's nothing else kind of going on, and I just already feel a sense of accomplishment by 8.30 in the morning when I'm sitting at my desk. So guys, that is basically the importance of my morning routine and the importance that I want to share with people about having morning routine and what to really do in those 56 hours you have outside of your work week. So after work, for example, I have different, I have, I have times where I come home and it's still light outside and I go, me and Jamie go for a walk to the beach. I'll have some wine. He'll have a beer. We go for a walk, come back. I'm able to, to do, I have a hair appointment tomorrow and I'm able to go to my hair appointment without worrying that I have to get home and do a thousand things because that morning I've already did the laundry or that morning I prepared because I knew I was doing something after work. So guys, I really hope this uh, helped you. If you guys like these kind of tips, I do share a lot of it on my Instagram at Life Off the Leash. And if you guys want to know more or some tips, uh, just I always say this: just DM me. I've had a few people um, uh, ask me some questions, which is awesome, and I'm really open to feedback, and I'm really open to to helping everyone. And and I am by no means a freaking life coach, so. I can't really say what to do, but I just hope I gave you some tips of how you guys can decide what needs to get done and what you want to get done and just help you guys live a happier and slower life. So thank you guys. It is now 
Oh boy, it is now seven o'clock in the morning. I am biking to work this morning, so I do have to get ready and I do want to get in a little bit of stretching before this. So I'm going to end it here. So thank you guys again for listening to this podcast, whether you work the nine to five life like I do, or whether you have children at home and you're just trying to find time to get things done during the day and you find that you have this little moment in the morning or whether you're self-employed, killing it, doing your own thing, but you just want to wake up early. I hope this episode helped you guys and I hope you found something useful from it. If you guys did enjoy this episode, please make sure to rate it on your podcast app. And I hope everyone has a good couple of weeks ahead. I know that my Canadian listeners are heading straight into the coziest season of all, pumpkin spice season. And my Australian listeners, we're heading straight for summer here. So let's all enjoy the next couple of weeks. And I'll see you guys all in another episode.